वाइन स्टूडियो हेलो एवरीवन वेलकम टू बुक योर नेक्स्ट स्पीकर अ पॉडकास्ट ऑल अबाउट प्रोफेशनल स्पीकर्स फ्रॉम अक्रॉस द ग्लोब शेयरिंग द ग्रेटेस्ट लर्निंग्स इन द जर्नीज ऑफ इंपैक्टिंग थाउजेंड्स ऑफ लाइफ थ्रू द पावर ऑफ देयर नैरेटिव आई एम योर होस्ट आंचल झुंझुनवाला आई एम अ स्पीकर ऑथर एंड कंसल्टेंट ऑन वेल्थी मिनिमलिज्म एंड माय पैशन इज टू एक्सप्लोर द पावर ऑफ नैरेटिव्स एंड मेक इट गो ग्लोबल So in this show each week we discover the incredible stories of individuals who believed in the power of their voice and share their wisdom and expertise with the world. So ladies and gentlemen let's get started. Hello and welcome to Book Your Next Speaker a podcast show by me Arthur Jhunjhunwala co-founder Wine Speakers Bureau where we dive deeper into understanding the journeys of these international keynote speakers every week and today my guest is a person who has experienced both kinds of performance levels who has experienced both kinds of environments in his life from mediocrity he has gone to achieve world class performance levels for himself and for his clients so ladies and gentlemen please welcome vikas jain welcome vikas Thanks Achal thanks for inviting me and it will be a great opportunity to share my experiences and insight with you and through your podcast to the masses Awesome so because I'm curious that how did someone who was studying in the government schools okay government run schools because often this is the mindset that we have that government schools oh not so good mediocre level of understanding mediocre level of experience so someone from that kind of background went on to achieve world class performance in his own life and in the life of others yes it was kind of a very interesting journey for me if i look back my initial years i think i also wonder that how it happened and then i can connect the dots so the interesting thing was that when we are in certain environments especially that mediocre environment it's not just us so we also have some average goals for us and people around us also start just having average goals for us and even if we achieve those average goals we feel like okay we have done something interestingly for me at every step there was this curiosity and there was this pursuit of excellence that i think i'm at average level and i i could not accept that kind of level i'll give you a quick example so i was studying under a school teacher only i was taking tuition from him so getting good marks was not that big thing for me but the interesting thing was that i still remember when i was in 9th class this thought hit me that this teacher can help me just to the school level uh, but what about the next level when it will be a board exam so i can't accept that so probably a normal student might not think about it they will just see that whenever that thing have happened then they will think but i started thinking like beforehand that this is the average performance which i am delivering i can't accept this level of performance this is not my full potential i need a better outcome from my side and i changed my tuition i got started studying under somebody else and i think that those were the initial years where i built a strong foundational love for mathematics so in my 10th class 10th board exam i scored 90% in my 12th board i scored actually 99% in my mathematics and those kind of achievements gave me this insight that okay what are those strategies which can help me achieve this kind of performance and that's what i'm actually sharing with other corporates so when i'm doing this motivational talks for sales teams that sometimes it happens that company also have some average goals for themselves and sales team also have those average goals and then they just achieve those average goals and they feel that okay it was a world class performance for them but it was not during my session i expand their horizon that 
actually your team can achieve those kind of things also whatever you are doing is just an average and which broaden their mindset so this is what i have achieved in my life and i'm able to share with other people that if i can start from a government run school to get an offer from microsoft and later becoming an international speaker there are many things that your organization can also do right absolutely and vikas it is so interesting that you use the word world class performance and that really raises the bar for all the people who are working in an organization so give me a little bit sneak peek how do you achieve this world class performance yeah so first of all we need to define what do we mean by world class performance there is one mindset which says that i should just do something better tomorrow that's one kind of thing but in my experience we if we just broaden our mindset so there is this saying that begin with end in mind our olympic player deliver that world class performance not just becoming better daily but they also know that what is the world record in that aspect same way if for a corporate i am talking to an employee or their leader if we just start comparing that what is the world class performance which has already been achieved by other people and then start following their footstep that how they have achieved it and what are the customization in my life which i can achieve which can help me achieve those kind of world class performance it makes our life really easier i'll give you one more example to that part there is this role of world class environment and world class culture which is playing very critical role i was preparing for a masters in computer application entrance exam and just before like 3 months away from my exam i scored a very poor grade in my mock test and i was wondering i was actually very skeptical that how will i able to crack those exams i started studying in a library that so called self study centers and which transformed my performance now interestingly the vikas during that period was same his teacher was same books were same the typical education system everything was same what changed was that environment where i put myself into that changed my performance so when we talk about world class performance there are various factors which are contributing to that part so i called it during my keynotes that it's like a multi parts machinery you don't know and every machine part has their own importance it's just that you need to customize and find your best performance level for others there may be a different kind of performance so to achieve that kind of world class performance we need to find our best potential best customization which works for us and i think when the clients start adopting those kind of things they start achieving the world class performance in their work absolutely now because it's interesting that you mentioned that there are customizations that each organization needs to do to achieve that one goal of giving and delivering world class performance so who is this for like is it just for the leaders in the company to lead by example with with world class performance or is it for everyone in the organization to believe in this every day what is your recommendation everybody and anybody can have the candidate to become the best in their life i follow one sanskrit shloka and i always find it so relevant which says that naksharam mantrahitam there is no akshar no letter which cannot become mantra namulam na aushadim namulam which means there is no root which cannot become a, and be used as a medicine ayogyam purusham nasti there is no individual who is useless yojakas tatra durbalam which means but their proper utilization is rare so on one side i have this strong belief that each and every individual and human being has some uniqueness within themselves but some of them have already explored it and some of them may not have so typically when i am doing this keynotes and working with my clients i see a lot of potential with there are some entrepreneurs i am not saying every entrepreneur there are some entrepreneurs and world class leaders who have this mindset of becoming the best and delivering the best so there are these company which always want to maintain the higher benchmark for their products 
They want to make sure that their products are world-class products. They want to make sure their customer service is world-class. So all those leaders and entrepreneurs who want to deliver world-class products and services frequently invite me to share these insights with their other employees and leaders that how to develop this mindset of becoming the world-class and what is the other connotation attached to it. So that's my one audience. The other audience are there is this professional association which want to bring up the capabilities of professionals and bring it to the next level. So they invite me because at some point of time, it is seen that professionals after attaining some career and some experience, they become stagnant in their life. They have their big dreams, but they don't know what to do now because they have achieved certain level of expertise. During that time also, I individually coach them and also deliver this talk to help them navigate this strategy, which I called and discovered with the name Vikas World Class Quadrant, which they can utilize to build two things and which I consider the most important dimensions of any human development. On one scale, it is expertise that they need to achieve world-class expertise. And on other scale, it is popularity that people should be knowing them. Otherwise, how people will reach out to them. So how to strategically develop our world-class expertise and world-class popularity. And it is definitely helpful for the entrepreneurs, world-class leaders, and other professionals who want to become the best in their industry. Right. Uh, because now it is rather a personal doubt that has come up at this stage. And that is when you're talking about world-class performance, are we heading towards being a perfectionist? Because there are a lot of employees within corporates, okay? Because they are perfectionists in their own head, they fail to take responsibility or they fail to take initiative or they are scared to utilize the creative side of themselves. So when we're talking about world-class performance, are we heading in the same direction or, or is it completely different? Very relevant question, Anchal, I would say. And I have seen many people having this doubt. So when we talk about perfectionism, it is sad to see that most of the Google searches lend us to the drawbacks and bad side of perfectionism, which is actually a very bad thing to say. So every quality has their a better side and a worse side. So extreme of anything is not good. So when we are talking about perfectionism, on one side, the good part is that we are trying to develop our product better. So when we are launching next level of version, are we striving to make it better? So that is on one side that we want to make it better. And that is the attitude of perfectionist that I want to deliver a best product. This should be a perfect thing to have. The, on the hind side, the other side, if it grows to a higher level, then it becomes a non-action taker attitude that because it's not perfect, I will not launch it to the market. But looking from a client perspective, if somebody is looking for a surgeon as for a service for their loved ones, or they are looking for a product, can anybody say that I'm not looking for a perfect product? I don't think anybody can, and anybody can say that. Everybody is looking for perfect product. It's just that they need product. So I think that's a sweet spot we, that we need to find out that when we are talking about perfectionism, we need to take it to the, that level where we are finding this pursuit of excellence because I have actually interviewed many international leaders and found out that what is working behind their success model? What is their one of their success strategies? And definitely there is this common correlation, which I've also captured in my book, Be World Class, that there is a strong pursuit of excellence, which is their driving force in their life. Just to that level, that it should not become a non-action taker attitude, that it should not stop them from taking action. So that is the sweet spot that people look coaches and mentors for who can help you traverse through this journey. Right. I think that that is beautifully answered because that perfectionism and Google often takes us to the negative side, but, but we often ignore the positive, which, which the leaders of the world are using, recommending and uh, actively teaching people, right? 
so i believe that vikas you have decoded this sweet spot that how do we balance perfectionism not taking action but actually using it in pursuit of excellence and achieving that world class performance yes uh, that's a great sweet spot and if people can able to find out that kind of mixing they can achieve great heights and they can become actually world class in their industry great so give us a little sneak peek vikas and tell us how can someone find this sweet spot of achieving that that level where they are striving for excellence but they are also taking a lot of action so that the result is a world class performance give us a little sneak peek in your model that you have discovered yes so the model name is vikas world class quadrant and as i mentioned on one dimension there is this expertise where it ranges from beginner level to practitioner level then it get to the expertise level then mastery and then becoming the genius in our industry and on the popularity side there are other ways which is different from becoming a world known person when i'm defining that axis i differentiate between world class and world known because there are certain people who with average quality thanks to the heavy sort of marketing they can also become famous which need not mean that they are truly world class i'll give you another example with case with example of products so what do we see there are typically three to four type of products there are certain products which are of poor quality and people don't know them so that is like very poor quality and no popularity the next level we see certain other products which are of really good quality but certain people like don't know about them that is one type of products right now when we raise the popularity to the next level there are certain products which are not that good but somehow made popular through heavy marketing we come across this product we buy this product but we don't feel any great thing any higher quality in those products those are typically average products and then truly world class products which are very great on quality and i think their quality becomes the great form of marketing actually manu kumar jain head of xiaomi india in his one of the ted talk referenced about this thing that marketing without advertising where he talks about that all the world class entrepreneurs who love the quality of the product so much that they consider that as best form of marketing so when we are using that quadrant it become a strategic approach otherwise i have seen lot many people are using the word world class as a aspirational word it's a great word yes there is lot of excitement that i am world class i want to become world class but what is the strategy where am i right now and how i can increase that thing so to give that quantitative aspect to it i have also developed a world class scoring system where people do a level of self assessment through a questionnaire and i help them to find out a score that what is their current score in their world class expertise score and their world class popularity score and what are the best practice of says of the industry to increase those scores so that become a strategy now so we have a quadrant to follow upon then there is a scoring system which people can use to find out that how they are growing on that scale of becoming world class and that changes the game that becomes a strategy and no more just an aspirational statement and they can define it i always say this is not a overnight success plan this is not a marketing plan that overnight i can do anything but it's a deliberate practice of 2 to 3 years if anybody follow in their speaking journey it is definitely going to help them and i'll give you one of the example that how it has helped me in my speaking journey for example when i left my job though i have a great success i had that great story that studying from a government run school to getting an offer from microsoft but i denied that offer i did not go for it for the very reason that i wanted to share this strategy with the world i strongly believe that if people are having access to these strategies every deserving professional can become world class in their industry i wanted to share the whole story with the people so i have observed that world class professionals tend to share a lot of information tend to share their expertise with others it's not just a way to get marketing for them it's a way of living somebody told that teaching is a higher form of being when we 
advance our level to the next level we want to share our learning to the world and that's where this keynote speaking coaching mentoring comes from all the world class leaders they don't just start mentoring just for sake of mentoring program they actually look for opportunities to share their experiences with others so that's where how i leverage that thing i started putting my full videos on my youtube channel many friends who are also speaker came to me because you are putting your whole videos there is a time that you should only put teaser videos because then only people will come to you to buy your full talk if you are putting whole talk why people will come to you but my mind was not that okay i don't want to be in that average quadrant where i want to keep information to myself only when they'll purchase me then i'll share that information i want to share that information with the world that's what my mission is so i uploaded the whole talk and thankfully i think because my clients had that access of full talk they knew that what i speak about how i speak what is my level of delivery i like i delivered my speeches for big corporates like yamaha dell intel early in my career and i have delivered to conferences as large as 1000 plus leaders so i think that was a great learning for me that if i do the open heart sharing which is a quality of world class professionals there are strong opportunities lying in the market and it will work for so that's what i'm helping other professionals to get that mindset that share as much expertise as you can and keynote speaking is definitely a great way to do that right so vikas uh, thanks for sharing that and how uh, you know you have used it in your own life now i'm very curious to see that if every person okay in the organization or forget the best case scenario if you know, even if not every person just 50% of the people within the corporate start having this mindset of world class performance whether they are in sales they are in operations they are in marketing they are in administration they are in any xyz department if they develop this mindset what's the future of this organization so there are two side to this beautiful question i would say that what if they don't follow the strategy <laughs> and what would be the advantages of following this pattern first i'll talk about what if they don't follow it actually right now the kind of environment that we are seeing pandemic and how it has impacted the business world the world has got transformed and during this time every organization has their own set of struggles during the time of these struggles we need the best of the talent we need all the professional with world class expertise to lead this change because that's a critical time there are very critical things which are on stake hence if we are not nurturing this this world class talent in our organization and just getting used to a working with average talent average talent can work in a average and normal type of environment but the kind of environment that we are seeing right now has gone beyond our hand i should say pandemic is one thing then there is this digital transformation even beforehand organizations were struggling and how to adopt artificial intelligence machine learning those type of technologies then role of millennials so organizations are going through a very deep kind of transformation recently i was doing a, a brainstorming session so typically it was a, a breakout session which i was moderating for fiki where we were discussing that what are the medium level goals short term goals and long term goals for the organization and for the fellow moderators who were moderating other panel discussion we had a very interesting discussion that how to define short term mid term and long term and all three of us had a different perspective because we were coming from different organization for one type of industry now short term may mean just like one to two months and mid term is like six months and long term is like one year whereas earlier it used to be some two years for long, short term and then five years for mid term and then 10 years for long term so the point here is if organizations are not nurturing that world class talent to take the lead to become a thought leader in their organization to set the right example for their team 
So on the other side, what are the benefits that the organization which are nurturing that kind of talent, what they are getting out of it? In the organization, there is one term which is used at HIPOS. HIPOS is a short acronym for high potential people. So there are certain organizations which would actually identify these high potential employees and leaders in their organization who are very crucial talent for them and they nurture them differently. They go through a different kind of program. So they might invite a person like me to nurture specifically the high potential peoples because the learning style and learning need of these high potential people are very different from other people. And because I have networked, coached many people and have delivered talks for many organizations, I know that what is the difference between working with these kind of people. There is one another very beautiful example, which is that there is this nine box model, which talks about the role of performance and potential in the growth of the organization. So if we are developing our talent, performance means organization might want to get the more number of hours from that employee. So right now, if they are engaged for five hours, how we can engage them for six hours, seven hours, that's one level of performance. But the potential is sharpening the X. By spending even lesser time, can we spend some time in sharpening our X? And if we sharpen our X, even in lesser hours, we might deliver world-class performance. So that's the other mindset. So that model, nine box model, actually differentiate employees between these categories. And there are companies which are investing very heavily on nurturing that right kind of talent so that they can take the lead, they can handle these changes and then work with their counterparts, the other team members, so that they can also nurture those leaders because one of the quality of world-class leaders is to nurture other leaders. So these are the different ways that what will happen if organizations does not implement these things and what they are going to face and they are right now also facing because they are not leveraging this thing. And what are the success strategies of the organizations which have started following this approach and what are the fruits that they are reaping it from? Wow, I love that, uh, you know, differences between because that you just did. It really gives us a clear picture of what happens when you do this and what happens when you don't do this. So we are at the final leg of this conversation, Vikas, and I have sure. a couple of questions which are now diving deeper into your personality. So tell us one thing, Vikas, that no one knows. Who is the real Vikas Jain? If there's one thing you would say that not many people know, what would that be? A uh, very interesting question. I need to think because in most of the talks, I usually sh share my personal things also. Yeah, there is this one aspect of Vikas, which is very less explored so far so after my school and before i joined my college i wanted to become a dj wow now it's a <laughs> yes so i had this love for somehow the rhythms and music it's very hard to define so there are those childhood memories where i was in some car going somewhere with my cousin and i just loved his music the kind of beats that uh, there were and one time in our college fest there was one very famous singer who came and i could still feel that kind of beats that uh, the audio system was making that I was on. The, I did my graduation from Hansraj College and we have we had a very huge play, playground there. So all those systems were installed on one corner. I was sitting on the other corner, but I could still feel those beats. And my passion has gone to that extent that I have actually bought KRK monitors. So these are not typical speakers. These are the monitors used by DJ professionals. Wow. <laughs> to listen to that music because I have this craze, you can call me audiophile, who, who just love that beauty of music. And even in future, I'm. it's kind of my research project because that's what I'm. you asked that not many people are knowing that this is kind of my future project that can we integrate speaking with the power of music that while I'm making a speech, can I use that power of music to instill the different kind of emotions that I want and make and take people to different kind of experience so that it's not just remain a typical speech, it becomes an experiential speech. 
for them. Absolutely. I love what you shared, Vikas. And this actually also brings me to one last segment that I have here. And that is the rapid fire segment. And as the name suggests, I'm going to be asking you a few questions and the answers. Steamy and rapid. Yes, Vikas, you ready? Sure. <laughs> yes, a uh, little bit uh, terrified and then <laughs> you're ready. <laughs> no, I promise I'm not going to be nice. But Vikas, let's begin with your taste in music. What's your favorite kind of music? It's hip hop, heavy beats. Amazing. Tell me, where can I find Vikas if he's just lost? We cannot find Vikas. So what is your hiding place? Some seaside villa, some retreat center. Wow. Uh, exploring the nature. Amazing, amazing. Now tell me this one last thing, Vikas. What's the one thing that you cannot live without? Content research and sharing it to the masses. So I keep exploring new things. If I'm not exploring something new, it feels like that I've not done something great today. So there is this intense desire in me to find new things. And if I've found new things and I've not shared it with anyone, then also I feel incomplete. So you can say a typical role of evangelist there who is exploring new areas and then sharing with others that, okay, there are these new areas. So that's what makes me complete. Wow, I love that. Um, thank you so much, Vikas, for spending this time with us and having this candid conversation. It was really amazing to have you with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Achal. And I wish that uh, Wine Studio and Wine Speaker Bureau is able to actually bring that kind of talent to the corporates because corporates are having that kind of struggle. And with speakers, when we are playing this role of a speaker bureau. It's not just a business service. It's more of that how we can connect the, this void that every organization is looking for best speakers, best kind of talents so that they can help them sail through the current type of environment. And actually with my recent experience that in addition to becoming an international speaker, I'm very closely associated with inter other international speakers through this networks of uh, speakers that are there. And I'm seeing there is a lot of potential. There is a lot many things that organization can leverage. And I think Wine Studio and Wine Speaker Bureau is doing a great job there by connecting international speakers with the client requirements. So all the best to you too. Thank you so much, Vikas. And listeners, if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast because every week we dive into the journey of international speakers, understand who is behind those one sheets and sizzle reels. And I'm going to come back next week with another speaker with another amazing journey. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Book Your Next Speaker with my esteemed guest. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this with someone who you think would benefit from the ideas, insights shared on this episode. And also, if you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on Instagram. But don't forget to tag me. I am at Archel underscore the wealthy minimalist on Instagram and share the biggest takeaways from this episode. And don't forget to tag wine.studio and wine.speakers bureau handles on Instagram. I would really appreciate if you could leave your review for the episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this episode. This will help us to reach out to new listeners for this show. Now make sure you have hit that subscribe button. But most importantly, thank you so much for tuning in into this show. And I will see you in the next episode. Goodbye till we meet again. Make sure that you are believing in the power of your narrative.